Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 30,000 tech workers have lost their jobs through July, but we still believe information technology is one of, if not the hottest job industries. Apple Pay could possibly come to Chrome, Edge, and Firefox in iOS 16. We aren't sure if this is because Apple has seen the light or to prepare for looming EU legislation. Meta and TikTok aren't doing that great with content moderation in the diaspora. The number of tribal languages spoken regionally is problematic for AI detection, but they still need to do better. And people are getting tired of Instagram focusing so much on video. The image-sharing social media platform is trying to turn into Meta's version of TikTok, but some super high-profile creators aren't down with that poorly implemented shift. We've got all this and more for you in episode 46 of The Tech John. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Steph. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. I don't know how many times I'll be doing these Brother Tech, a.k.a.s, because <laughs> uh, somebody mentioned in the Discord that uh, my AKAs be too long. And my response was, well, I remember the one time I didn't do an AKA. My co-host right. was like, yo, what happened? You got to do the so AKA. Like, oh, you know what? You I can't said please it. everybody all the time. The AKAs need to stay. I, I put okay. it in, in right. Discord. Right. When you didn't do it, I was like, wait, shook. Like, wait, what happened? Felt it it, threw, it right. threw my whole mm-hmm. timing off. I ain't, nah, I ain't know what to do next. Forget and it's like it's like I, I, I always expect it to be about a minute of you telling me some you know some hijinks or something that went on in Atlanta and like exactly. I, I, I got used to it. We've so. come to we've come okay. to right. love and expect an AKA. All right, all right, I'll keep them in. So make let the record show that uh people was in the in the in the Discord our Discord community. Someone was like, hey, why is a uh, Brother Tex, uh, aka so long he can't even fit them in the title in the in the byline. So, um, like, so right, here's well, the thing: I don't think they was throwing tripping. shade. I think they were just asking the question: Why you don't want to do it? It's like because you got kids <laughs> and you got stories. <laughs> 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 I mean, I have them too, but both mine grown. So uh, the last one is out the house in a week. Keep Counting the days now. Aka period. So, y'all, before we get to the tech, uh, just want to, uh, tell folks how they can, uh, you know, get, you know, get to the show, talk to us and support the show. We are on Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech, John, that is the tech, J A W N, you can, um, find a tier that allows you to support us. I think we've got three tiers over there. Uh, you know, anywhere from a little bit to a little bit more. 
And anything that you do to help uh, support the show gives you uh, special access to our Discord and also allows you to watch us record these shows live. And we always do an after party for about a half hour after our live recording in the show. And you never know how the conversations are going to go there. So if you'd like to support the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John, the Tech J-A-W-N. And any little bit that you can help helps us keep giving to you. So I just wanted to do that little commercial up front and let's get into some tech news. So the, the first story, this one's mine. I, I threw this in the notes and um, it's a little different than what we've been talking about as far as it is hot right now in the tech market. If you can get some tech skills under your belt, you can go out there and find you a job pretty quick and in a hurry. Um, this article is basically talking about how basically, uh, you know, this year and just in the month of July, I believe is 6,000 uh, layoffs have happened in the tech space. But just this year, about 30,000 tech workers uh, have lost their jobs, uh, you know, through July. And, it, you know, trying to figure out well, why is this happening? If you're hearing so many stories about things are actually getting better, um, you know, as far as the pandemic is concerned and people are actually finding that they can transition into uh, tech careers, what's happening with all these people, um, you know, who are potentially losing their tech jobs. So like I said, it's, you know, we're, we're we, theoretically on the other side of the pandemic. I know we're kind of acting like there never was one um, in most parts of the country. So, uh, you know, do you guys have any thoughts as to why you might see, uh, you know, tech folks actually losing their jobs? Like if you were to look at Coinbase, we can talk a little bit about that one that they just laid off 200. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tesla's laid off some folks. There's a, there's a, you know, there's a lot of companies, not humongous layoffs, but there's a lot of companies that are doing, you know, 50 here, 200 there, 600 there. And that, that adds up, uh, you know, over time. So do you guys have any ideas as to why you might be seeing some of these layoffs happen in the tech space? Well, it sounded like from the couple of pieces I read that people are trying to prepare for the recession that our government keeps trying to convince us is not going to happen. I mean, with, with inflation where it is and, and all the other economic factors, um, one, uh, company in particular, uh, that I looked at in a different article, Career Karma actually laid off about a third of its workforce, um, in the last like month or so, but they did it strategically so that they could have enough, uh, runway for the next two to three years. They literally, admitted that they were cutting people um so that they could keep their their what hold on I wrote it down let me not um they have 3 years they have 3 years of funding now because they cut a third of their workforce so um and and again they admitted that they did it to prepare for what was coming and not need to do another raise and do another round so i think a lot of companies especially startups um you know if they're if they're still being funded by venture capital are sort of trying to project and 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 anticipate what's coming and make the cuts now on the front end um before it gets worse well, I'm just trying to figure out what, like you mentioned, Stephanie, about how the government is uh, trying to talk us into the fact that we're not going into a recession. You're not I mean, one it. of the <laughs> right one of, <clears throat> one of the main reasons why I can't think of the guy who was um, some dude from the government. One of the main reasons why he said we're not in a recession is because the jobs numbers look so good. Well, according to this story that we're reading, the subject that we're talking about. They may look good right now, but as soon as all these numbers start hitting 
uh, that people that companies are laying folks off and then the rest of the numbers hitting about the numbers, the jobs numbers slowing down because companies, a bunch of tech companies are in uh, hiring freezes right now. They ain't laying people off. But they ain't hiring nobody for the next mm-hmm. six months to a year. That's and right. even rescinding offers that they've already gone out. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, they're stopping. Right. So, so the government can talk slick all they want to, which right. it sounds like to me, this is personal side note, sounds like they trying to hold off until these midterms. And then after the and midterms hit. And, and that's all. <laughs> and that's all. Then they'd be like. And then they'd be like, oh, oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah, recession. Exactly. Yeah, it's here now exactly. when they, they don't want that to be a midterm uh, sticking point as to why maybe possibly some of these uh, political officials lose some of these uh, jobs. <laughs> Speaking of which, mm-hmm. <laughs> they lose their own jobs. They're like, hey, jobs look good because I don't want to lose mine. <laughs> so but it's, it's all already to say, too late, though, because it's like even though gas is coming down, you know, a gallon of milk is five dollars. You know, I saw I bought it was on sale, but the regular price for some bacon um, that I looked at the other day was like fourteen ninety nine, and I was like, "What?" Like it just like stuff is just way too high. The rent is too damn high, and and people already know what's coming. And and these companies, I think, are again just trying to get ahead of it. So, like, so I was trying to, you know go out and see if I could find a lot of stories where they're talking about layoffs. And it's like, they're out there. They're, they're, it's just not massive. You, it's kind of, it's kind of odd where you'll have a company that's laying people off and hiring people simultaneously. And I think one of the things we have to to look at when well, they say, go ahead. Well, say so what, what they're doing. And this is just my personal opinion. It sounds like to me that they are getting rid of those, and I hate to be ableist or ageist, the older, higher paid, long time tenured, quote unquote, employees. See, and then they I- hire these entry level, less expensive uh, new employees. I would agree. I would, I, would I would agree with that if it wasn't the tech companies. I think other yeah. companies do that all the time. I think with mm-hmm. the tech companies, though, um, and again, I saw I got this out of a, a wire piece about the same topic. What we're going to see is all of that good old old diversity that we got from George Floyd disappear mm-hmm. um, because that's who uh, the tech companies mm-hmm. are letting go. Uh, first, first, last hire, first fire. Kind first of out. Right. A lot. A lot of um, the people of color that have come into these tech spaces, you know, over the last couple of years have been in HR and and marketing and, and other sort of non engineering engineering functions. So those are always the first people to go recruiters and stuff like that. Um, And, and yeah, they're just looking for a reason. And I think some of them might've just been looking for a reason anyway, because they didn't want to be bullied into being woke and, and hiring these people in the first place. So they can then turn around and use this um, as an excuse, but we are definitely going to see a lot of the diversity gains that we got, you know, because of George Floyd, go away honestly just disappear into the thin air i specifically wrote when i when i did this little write-up for this story that these layoffs are a one a direct result of the pandemic because we can't ignore that people are being laid off because their companies got crushed during the pandemic and they, they just haven't been able to come back and this is all that they can do uh because they don't have that pandemic stimulus that's coming in to help them keep some of these employees employed uh, you know, mm-hmm. th- that stuff worked, you know, you know, depending on who you are, you may have liked it. You may have not have liked it, but 
you can't really argue with it did work. Well, we're not getting that stimulus anymore. So now, okay, now I have to actually go do what let's, I let's probably should have did uh, two let's years fire ago. Some people. Let's fire yep. some people. And they're using the pandemic as the cover. The other part is that some folks is like, we just want to trim some fat and let's blame it on the pandemic. Let's blame, let's blame it on a recession that technically hasn't started yet, but we all know that that is here. Uh, you know, th- th- those kind of things are happening as well. And Stephanie, as you were saying, I think, um, a lot of this is going to be the, you know, the brand new folks coming in because another thing that's happening is that there are some folks at the top end of the scale who have been there forever, who know how everything works. And, you know, some, you know, you know, some of the issues that we've had with, uh, you know, technology is that, you know, baby boomers, um, and older generation X, uh, individuals are retiring out of their roles and they're taking all of that knowledge with them. Mm-hmm. But now these companies are begging and please, please stay, don't go, please stay, don't go. And they're finding, oh, wait a minute. I can stay at home. I don't have to work on Friday ever again. Okay, cool. I'll stay. So now sometimes those folks that just kind of know everything and are doing everything are making it harder to bring in those people, uh, you know, at the lower end just because you're paying them so much more. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's not the ageism thing that it could turn into at some point because it's tech, but, uh, you know, they, they are keeping people at the top end maybe a little bit more readily than they were, uh, before the pandemic started and definitely at the pan, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic when older, uh, folks are like, I'm done. I'm, you know, I, I don't I don't need this job anymore. I'm out of here. I'm not trying to catch this thing. So but I the just remote this- thing um, I think is hurting the the new people uh, mm-hmm. working remotely is definitely being used as an as a reason um, to let newer people go. Um, also, I, I read uh, something about the performance um, system, like how they do their performance reviews is, is still inherently biased. You know, the AI that that's supposed to be neutral, that's supposed to rank people fairly and all the rest of that stuff it's still biased against women and people of color. So, you know, if, if you're trying to figure out some objective way to decide who gets fired based, you know, on some sort of performance base, cause I know Mark Zuckerberg was really on, on one, um, at one point last month about, you know, let's get rid of these low performing employees. Um, but if your system for, for, uh, measuring performance is not accurate or fair. The people, you know, who are typically underserved women and people of color are going to be the ones affected by that as well. So it's, it's a lot of layers, um, to, to these layoffs besides just the company saving money. And, and, and as usual, you know, black and brown folks probably going to suffer the rope, the worst. So all that being said, um, we have been on this show fairly bullish about if you can get yourself some tech skills, if you have been displaced because of the pandemic and you have the opportunity to go take a boot camp or take a course and you can actually learn how to do something um, in the IT space where you maybe were in a service you know, oriented, um, organization, you were working retail, you were basically doing something that didn't mm-hmm. require tech skills before. And you're hearing, Oh, now they're laying off. Do I need to go do something different? No, I'm, I'm not saying no, that. I, I say absolutely, uh, still going to this. I didn't put this in our notes, but I just read a, uh, it was actually a really good article. I think it was on Politico and it was talking about, uh, here, uh, you know, here in Columbus about, you know, about literally about 10 miles from where I live, they're going to build these two big Intel, uh, uh, foundries. We've mm-hmm. talked about this on the show before. Before, and one of the issues that they're having, Columbus doesn't have the tech workforce to actually be able to go and fill these jobs. So you you hear on the news all the time, we need to bring these H1Bs back. We we basically need to allow foreign, um, you know, foreign born, you know, or, or basically 
folks who are not from this country who are coming into this country to go to school and they get these high tech degrees instead of making them after they get the degrees, you can't stay here. So you got to move to uh, Canada or you've got to move to the UK where they're actually a little bit more accommodating for people with high end degrees that can do the work. Um, you know, let them stay here. So, you know, they're, they're asking and they're trying to figure out how can we get some of these folks? Because we're, you know, as we talked about a week or two ago, we're just not graduating enough of our own, uh, you know, people to, to, to fill these roles. So that being said, I'm still very bullish on though? tech. Uh, you know, say, are we though? Yeah. <laughs> Only reason why I say that is because the 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 bringing quote unquote bringing foreigners in to me that still seems like a money play. I don't know what how it works with benefits. I don't know how it works with incentives. I don't know how it works with oh. pay scales. But salaries to me, well, oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. me, it se- to me it seems like, and again, this is me being a skeptic, bringing somebody in foreign. Even with all the hoops you got to jump to through, rather, to me, I guess if the numbers seem like, okay, well, that's still less expensive. Oh, it still works out in their favor. Somebody. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. right. It absolutely so, still so works out in their favor. I, I, so I don't know how much that plays into companies. Oh, we can't find uh, uh, native born talent because right. we're not we're not graduating the same level. I don't know about that. When you Two go things get a certification. <laughs> Two I things get a certification true. in six yeah. weeks. I think they, yeah, I think they definitely just aren't intentional and the will is just not there to, you know, equip and train and, and look for and search and, you know, that whole thing. It, 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 the will's just not there. It really ain't. And, and it, and again, to Terrence's point, if you can go find somebody who, who you can pay half the price and, and give half the benefits to because they just happy to be coming to this country, then why wouldn't you? Oh, that, that is a huge thing. You know, before we really put the kibosh on all these visas, that was a huge thing. If you, Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't have to go back that far to where, uh, you know, the, the, you know, you you would have somebody from India and they've got the degrees, they've got the skill set, they can do the work, um, but they need a visa. So they'll actually work for less because they can get the visa and stay here while they work on getting a more permanent form of, uh, you know, of residence here, if not actually, uh, you know, getting a U.S. citizenship and they doing that because, you know, which is not inexpensive, but because they have the job, they're actually going after that. Um, and then once they have that, once they're here permanently, uh, then they go do whatever job they want, um, and get to pay that they, you know, this commissioner of their skill set. That, that was a huge thing before. And we also talked about, I think it was two shows ago, uh, where we were talking about how these tech companies, I think it was five or 600, uh, tech CEOs, uh, basically mm-hmm. all signed uh, with and all signed a big letter yeah. to go do this. And I asked you guys about it. It's like, that's all cool. You guys want to help fund right. it? <laughs> you Put know, your money where your mouth is. So, exactly. So yeah. So you know, like I said. So I, I didn't even stick that into the notes because I knew that would be, be where we uh, go with it because that's where this is. It, it, that's exactly you know where this story goes when you start talking about that. But like I said, that all being said, if you have the opportunity to uh, move, you know, like if you like working in the job you're working in, and, you know, the service based, uh, you absolutely keep that. But if you are looking to make a change, or if circumstances dictated that you make a change. I think that IT, you know, going into tech is something that can literally change your life because the stories that we've been telling about people who are, you know, three months after they got out of a boot camp, you know, a month before the boot camp was over, they have a job. Three months after they have a job, you know, you know, oh, yeah. a tech career you get a job just by going to the boot lives. camp. 
it's changing lives and and that's still there. So I don't want people to be scared that, you know, we're talking about 30,000 people, you know, have been laid off this year, 6,000 just this month. Um, um, that's a lot of people, but in the grand scheme of things, there's 338 million people in the country. So right. when you look at 30,000 compared to that, this is just a, I don't even know if it rises to the you know realm of rounding air. And I don't say that to be insensitive to the people who have got laid off. I absolutely understand that. But this is like, we're saying 360,000 tech workers got laid off. It's, 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 it's 30,000. So it's, you know, we have to keep it in perspective and we'll keep watching it because, these numbers could go up. Like I said, yeah, we ain't saying we're in a recession absolutely. yet. It's like, but, you know, but when, um, when by it, the when definition, official, yeah. official, yeah, when it gets <laughs> official, official, we'll, we'll see what happens and, and how they respond. Cause I mean, it just sounds like, you know, folk are panicking a little bit right now. And, and, and the, the employees, the, the workers always suffer. So this next one, um, it's kind of a quick hit, but I, I, you know, I wanted to, Terrence, get your take on this about, uh, Apple. Um, finally allowing Apple Pay to work in Chrome, Edge, and Firefox and iOS 16. Um, I think it's in beta right now or something like that. But is this a big deal? I, I never knew that it didn't, but I don't necessarily know because I'm not really a, you know, uh, that's not my ecosystem. I, I guess I don't really understand with Apple Pay not working in these browsers, what that actually mean to, uh, you know, to, to, to end users and to companies that were trying to sell stuff through a website. Well, number one. Um, it's in beta. So, you know, hold your breath on whether or not <laughs> Apple is going to make some sort of major change as to how Apple Pay works on mobile devices. Yeah, you're right. It makes sense. And it's the Apple way for Apple to allow, to only allow mobile Chrome, you not Chrome, mobile browsers. Like, for instance, if I am on a website on my smartphone, and I'm on Safari, the actual browser on that website. You may see if you're trying to buy something, you may have the option to continue with Apple Pay and then it'll take you to your Apple wallet. You can choose credit card, debit card, whatever you have linked up in Apple Pay. You can go pay from that. So according to this Steve Mosser, I'm not sure who he is, but uh, according to him, he found that you're able to use Apple Pay, not just on Safari, which is Apple's browser, but also on Edge and in Chrome. So there are some people, there are a lot of people who actually use something other than Safari on their mobile device, their iPhone and their iPad. So they may use Chrome, they may use Edge, <laughs> Chrome more so. Edge, I can't Ain't think of anybody. Using edge. <laughs> Ain't nobody using Edge. <laughs> uh, but according to this guy, you know, he's meant, he's he's shown that uh, you can actually use Apple Pay on at least Edge and at least Chrome. They didn't. And I think Mozilla. Firefox. I thought he said was he, Firefox in there. He, he said maybe, but uh, there wasn't nothing um, um, concrete about it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my thing would be this is just a beta. Um, the story actually mentions that a, uh, Apple may just be testing stuff out to make sure that they are ready to flip a switch if they're forced because of anti-competitive practices. For instance, you know, you talked about how Apple's in a fight with um, what's that game that does uh, uh, Fortnite. Epic. Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah, epic, epic mm-hmm. about yeah. They've been fighting with Netflix to and some other browsers to let users sign up for Netflix outside of Apple Pay, so they don't have to. So Netflix doesn't have to take um, 
uh, th- give 30% to Apple. Uh, Apple's fighting with the EU about, um, uh, um, being able to, uh, sell, uh, the USB to, to have the, the USB C chargers in the devices. Mm-hmm. They're talking about USB C, uh, to, um, you know, so all this pressure that Apple's feeling from these outside companies to let us in, let us in and let other people use your stuff, be compat, uh, be compatible with other services. Maybe Apple's feeling some of that heat. So they're like, all right, well, Let's just go ahead and test this thing out. So if somebody kick up some dust, we can be like, all right, all right, all right, and just flip the switch. But again, uh, I don't know if this is a definite because it's just the beta. And I think a lot of people, a lot of journalists, a lot of websites, when they're on beta products like Apple's iOS platform, they report on that as that's what's coming when it may or may not come. There's been a lot of services, for instance, uh, Apple during WWDC, they talked about being able to, um, oh God, what's that feature? Um, um, oh God, there's a feature that I was looking for and it escapes me completely, but there was a feature that they that they talked about is going to be at launch. And now all the reports that Apple saying it may not be there until some other update later on down the road. So uh, just, just proof that just they because can it's in the, kick beta, the can, they can kick the can down the road a little bit by just <laughs> announcing it. And, yeah. and whether or not it actually ever happens or not is, is whatever, because people will move on to something else to be upset about and, and to right. or report on other, on. yeah, pick on some other tech company for and, and they can just right. slide on under the radar. <laughs> and basically, since it's a beta, again, like I mentioned, you know, a lot of these tech journalists are just itching for stories to report. And since Iowa 16 beta is the new thing that everybody's talking about, oh, well, mm-hmm. let's find something new and interesting that nobody else is reporting on. Oh, Apple pay may be available in Chrome and, and uh, edge let's report on that, you know, and then we take it as, Oh, well then the upcoming iOS 16 is going to have compatibility with Apple pay. Right. And, you know, it may not be the case. So it you- could be a big deal because Apple's feeling pressure, but I don't necessarily see this as being some sort of earth shattering news, no. even if it is true. So I remember a story uh, last week uh, with Netflix. Netflix, actually, if you uh, on an iPad or iPhone or whatever, you know, uh, Apple device, go to Netflix um, and you want to actually sign up to Netflix. They actually give you the link now right there in the browser where you can then go mm-hmm. and actually pay to Netflix, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, through Netflix, which is something that is different. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Netflix couldn't actually have a link before they just prevented you from being able to sign up to the service, uh, you know, through, uh, the app because they didn't want to give that 30% up. So I noticed they did something uh, different there, but this one mm-hmm. is like, well, isn't this in Apple's benefit to do this? Because you tell me if I'm off on this. Like I said, I, you know, I, I, I saw this and I just kind of want to understand for myself. But what I was thinking is like, you go to a website and like I see all the time, it'll be like pay with PayPal or pay with, uh, you know, with Google, uh, you know, with Google pay or, you know, pay with, uh, uh, I, I forget what, uh, visas is, but they've got the visa e check or something like that, you know, pay with that. I was mm-hmm. thinking, pay well, with Amazon, pay with Apple pay. Yeah. Pay with would just firm. be another thing there is like, well, wouldn't that be beneficial to Apple to allow that to happen? Because at some point they're going to make some money on that transaction as compared to not making any, if, if your only option is to use uh, something else, because this wasn't an app, this was a website or a web browser. Well, maybe so that's why well, I was kind of confused. Maybe, that they didn't. Go ahead. 
well, maybe they're seeing some results and they're seeing a lot of people uh, using Apple Pay in Safari's browser. And they maybe juxtapose, juxtapose that against how many iPhone users have other browsers installed on their devices. So maybe they're doing some early math and saying, all right, well, let's see how many iPhone users use Apple Pay on a browser other than Safari, because it's the Apple way. It makes sense for Apple to be like, come up with a story that says, hey, we want to make sure that our users have the best experience checking out using Apple Pay and the best way we know to to ensure privacy and ensure seamless experience is to do it in Safari. Well, if the money is saying, all right, we got all these people using it, you know, let's, but we got, but we have all these other people that use Chrome as their primary browser and Apple can, they Absolutely can tell. <laughs> they don't know what you're browsing, but they can tell how many people have Chrome on installed mm-hmm. on an iOS device. And they're doing the numbers saying, all right, well, if we got these many people using Chrome on an iPhone and we have maybe these many people using Safari. Well, maybe if we get these other people in Chrome to use Apple Pay, then cha-ching, right? I mean, it makes sense, but you know, I'm pretty sure Apple's all, you know, we want to make sure we have the most seamless experience until the money start rolling Mm -hmm. in. (laughs) Exactly. And I I can just tell you this, if using Apple pay in a web browser or even using it on the phone, is anything like using it in the store? I I, I still talk about this it has been a month now, but I bought my daughter that, uh, that MacBook air and the experience of just Mm -hmm. doing that in the Apple store. I was actually like, kind of, wow, it was, it, it, there is a difference between going to the Apple store and buying Apple products than going to Best Buy or Target or Walmart or wherever else that those Apple products are, are sold. There's a difference in how the experience uh, happens. Um, so like I said, this was just, uh, uh, for me, I was kind of wondering, is this, is this a big story? Is this a, or could this potentially be a big deal if this actually comes out in the next version of the OS? Or is it Only, just because I don't use again, it? I'm just, you know, overblowing it. Again, only if this is Apple succumbing to pressure to open up their uh, ecosystem. If this is just another peg in that thing, then maybe it could build up to Apple opening up. But I don't know. See Apple. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't see Apple conforming to that much pressure. (laughs) Not how they roll at all. Maybe in five years. I mean, think about it. Yeah, they still haven't actually opened up iMessage, and. They, you know, you can look at BlackBerry and say, well, BlackBerry eventually came around, um, and opened up, um, BlackBerry Messenger to everyone. But by that time, there were just too many people buying iPhones and Android devices for them to actually, you know, make a dent into anything else that was happening. Apple don't have them kind of problems that BlackBerry was having. It's like, no, nope, we're good. We're going to stay a closed garden. And if you can't talk to us and, you know, then you can't, you know, we, we, we will allow uh, people to make fun of those who don't use our platform and have green bubbles whenever they talk. And I think they're completely fine with that until maybe a law tells them that they can't be fine with it anymore. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So guys, um, Stephanie, I think this was your story here about meta and TikTok. Yeah. Um, and you know, basically aren't doing any better on content moderation for the diaspora. Um, so why don't you tell us about what's going on? Uh, I think the, the biggest country that I saw this was an issue with was Ghana. Ghana no, and Kenya. 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 Yeah. Kenya. And, and I think just Africa in general. Yeah. So um, Kenya, bigger than Ghana. and, and it sounds like what we're seeing happening 
again, uh, is basically potentially, I guess I should say, another Rohingya Muslim um, situation. So back in 2017, um, the Rohingya Muslims, I believe in India, uh, there were like 10,000 of them massacred by the government and, and, and largely, and in 2018, Facebook actually admitted that they did not do everything they could have to keep hate speech and misinformation and different things off of their platform. And that largely contributed to, um, why all those people got killed and and some of the refugees now in the UK actually have a 150 billion dollar lawsuit against Meta uh because of what happened back in 2017 and and this feels a lot like that as far as terrorist information and and hate speech and misinformation um that that is being allowed on the platform in these countries in these African countries and Kenya um specifically was mentioned in the article and I thought it was just important because you know here in America we get called the N word and, and our feelings might get hurt. And, you know, it's, and we do have an issue with, with, with mass shooters and, and things like that, plotting things like that. But, but by and large, um, there aren't going to be mass quantities of people dying because beheadings of, and stuff yes, like that. Exactly. Yeah. There, there probably won't be any beheadings. There probably won't be, you know, there won't be 10,000 people, God forbid anyway, um, dying because of the stuff that, that we see on our Facebook feeds, but that's not the case there. You know, this is this, the type of stuff that they allow on the platforms can mean life or death for very large groups of, of people that look like us and, and Facebook, just needs to do a better job and they and they have Facebook and TikTok actually TikTok was mentioned in this article mm-hmm. as well um just need to do a better job and they're not and the reasons that they're giving are completely insufficient their AI is not working yada 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 um they don't they claim they don't have enough people that speak the tribal languages especially in Kenya English and Swahili are the are the official mm-hmm. languages of Kenya, but you know, there are multiple tribal languages and different slang and things like that. And it's like, if you don't have enough people, why are you pushing your content so hard in these countries um, before you have the people? And, and there was a quote in the, um, in the, in the Washington post piece that really summed it up. It said um, it is a deliberate choice to maximize labor and profit extraction because they view the societies in the global South primarily as markets and not as societies said uh, Nanjala Niabola, Kenyan technological technology and social researcher. So, you know, in your mm-hmm. rush to try to just snatch and grab, you know, as much money as possible off these people's backs, you you you're you're not even building the offering anything in return nothing in return mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. putting the protections mm-hmm. in place that might avoid a civil war in in these countries or some other sort of uprising or 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 major event um in some of these countries so i just thought it was interesting to call out the fact that you know Facebook is doing this all around the world and it's affecting black folks all around the world in very serious ways and serious consequences so the thing that got me was they're blaming AI on this. And it's like, okay, I guess that makes sense as long as you don't think about it. Because I'm thinking, um, so the AI, what's wrong with the AI that it can't actually detect somebody being beheaded? Why did, why does the language come in? Right. It could be a silent video. I would hope that your AI would be able to figure person, machete, head, we probably should not show that content. Um, that shouldn't be behind a language barrier, but let's say that it is. 
let's say that actually language is an issue. Um, is it last time I checked English is one of the uh, most difficult languages to master, to speak it and also to run it against AI algorithms. Why? Mm -hmm. Because we got 19, um, you know, um, hundred words that mean the same thing. We got 50, 11 words that are spelled different to mean different things, depending on how you use them. Um, and then we like, like when you're talking about Swahili, there's yes and there's no. When you're talking about English, there's yes and there's no, and there's kinda, sorta, maybe, well, we'll see. There's, there's all these different things that you've got to figure out. So because of that, it, it's actually quite difficult because we have so many different ways that we say the same thing in this, in, in this language. It's, it's hard to actually train, you know, um, AI on that. It's hard to train these engines on how to deal with that. But when you're talking about like Swahili, you don't have a lot of the issues that you would have. You know, I don't want to say that's an easy language, but it would be easier to train AI just because you have fewer options um, on how to get a point across. And so I, it's like, I, I don't know that the, that makes sense. I get to the say different that AI. Di- I mean, because, well, then they talked about the dialects and the different yeah, tribal that's languages. Part of it. And I get it. But again, that's where you do the pre-work before you just flood the market with these Facebook phones, which is what they were doing in Africa as well. Um, at one point, maybe about five years ago, those Facebook phones were everywhere and, you know, and, and, and largely Facebook became the internet for a lot of people because that was really the only way you could access it because it was preloaded on the phone. And that's what people went to search and did all their, you know, research or whatever. So it's like before you flood the market with this junk, do your research, do your homework, you know, okay, well, Kenya has 12 other tribal languages besides Swahili and English. Let's get some people in here who know these things and can help us to determine abuse on the platform. Sounds pretty simple to me. I don't know. Yeah. So I I mean, we're all talking we're all talking in circles, but we know the real deal. So I'm uh, (laughs) (laughs) going to leave it at that. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So that, that gives us an opportunity to get into this, this last story. Uh, and I'm so, I'm so glad, Stephanie, that you stuck this one in here. Uh, so we can spend some time on this. Uh, so let, let me just kind of set it up. So I was, uh, I actually, uh, did a road trip to New Jersey over the weekend. So I had about eight hours of where I'm just sitting or listening to the radio, talking here and there, but I have my phone out and I'm just, all over whatever social media because it's kind of like just bored eight hours sitting in a car. 
And I'm looking at all these people posting about uh, Instagram and Insta- didn't Instagram used to be for pictures and why is there so much video on a, you know, on a picture platform and all this. And I didn't dig into it, but I was like, man, why is everybody collectively mad at Instagram all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we're about to find out. So Stephanie, why don't you tell us what is going on? With uh, social media and like, some, I mean, some of the biggest having, social media players in the world are, are having some issues right now. Like there is literally a change.org petition that has 285,000 signatures as of uh, me looking at it today. Make Instagram Instagram again. And and Instagram is going through some kind of identity crisis in an effort to keep up with TikTok, um, who is crushing the game right now. Uh, they are trying to do uh the one thing that they did back off on like kind of all the way was they were doing full screen videos in feed so whatever you saw in your feed would be a full screen instead of that little you know six by six instagram square that you're used to seeing it would just it would look like tiktok it would take up your whole phone and it's like if i wanted to watch it i would just watch tiktok like i don't want to see that on instagram um so they they kind of fell back on that. Um, but they also, people don't like the recommendations because the majority of a lot of people's feeds now are recommendations from people they don't know and don't follow instead of the actual people they want to engage with because they followed them on purpose. Um, so, you know, Instagram's like, well, we'll, we'll, and, and the recommendations aren't great. The recommendation algorithm is not great at all. It sucks actually. And so now you're recommending stuff I don't want to see at all. And I can't see my, my friend and stuff. Um, Adam Masseri's response to that was you could use because their Instagram, you do have like you you have feeds where you can just follow, you can just go in your feed with the people that you follow specifically. You can look at your chronological feed and I think there's even another close friends or something like that that you can, you know, specify. He's like, well, you can just look at your close friends feed or whatever. I'm like, but my feed is my feed. I don't want to be looking at three different feeds. I want to look at the feed that I put together when I signed up for this damn app and just look at the people that I follow. So yeah, Instagram is really going through a crisis right now. I mean, like I said, they backed off because the Kardashians, you know, kind of went public. Chrissy Teigen has something to say on Twitter about it. Um, But he basically said like, we're going to, you know, kind of slow down, but this is the direction we're going, whether you like it or not, because we just believe that our, our metrics show us that people are engaging with video more on our platform than not. Um, so this is the direction we're going and, and y'all can take it or leave it. And, and I think people, I think people may start to leave it. And the only one, and the scene, so this is my problem with it, right? They pushed they being Instagram or Meta, the parent company, they pushed video on right. us by doing all those tricks, right? And we, as the consumers, consume the video. They do all these recommended. Right. They do the full screen. They do all these things. And then their algorithm then turns around and says, oh, we got all these people interacting with That's video. That's because you so only showed us video. video. It's exactly. a it's cycle. Like, and it's like, if you only right. show me video, I'm only going to be able to look at video. Right, right. And it, so like you said, uh, oh boy, uh, Adam Masseri, mm-hmm. is that yeah. his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he had this long speech where he oh, said, yeah. well, our, our metrics show us that people are engaging with video. And it's like, because, again, because you're only showing exactly. us video. Totally you, you manipulating. Know, he said, well, the... Oh yeah, he, he right, put out right exactly. He put out a two minute right. twenty eight second video. This has a whole lot of stuff, but I just want to paraphrase. Your videos make us money, 
So that's it. Th- th- that's that's well, the that's story. O- um, but that's only until it don't until something until else something comes. Else there'll comes be along. another. That's the thing. There'll be a there'll be another something, and then the Instagram be chasing that, and then that goes yeah. back to the original question: What, what is, is your, your identity? identity? Is your yes, I- right. Are, yeah. are you providing a platform where people to share photos? Or are you a platform where people uh, uh, create content to monetize? Are you just a video feed? Are you a social Who place? Because they try the whole clubhouse thing right. with the audio right. and the rooms. And it's Who like, well, are you? what is Instagram? It really, what it really has changed. I mean, you know, back in the day, like three years ago, <laughs> way, way, way back, um, I was big into Instagram. I had two brands. Um, one had about 56, 57,000 followers. The other one um, that I still have still has like 27, 28,000. I haven't posted anything meaningful on the account that I still have probably in three pushing four years because um it, 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 I have zero videos up there. Like I said, of the, you know, five, 600 posts that I have, there might be a video here and there, you know, but it's probably, I would have, what is greater 10 or the number of videos that I have 10 is the, is, is the bigger number out of literally hundreds of posts that I have on that account. And it just started to change. And it's like, I can very easily post a picture. I don't have time to go get lights right and do all this kind of stuff and try to Absolutely try to you not. know win the algorithm game the against people whose win. job it is to actually be and on Instagram. Of, so it kind of fell off. It is if you're going to force us to make reels, make reels better. Reels is shitty <laughs> AF. Like you can't. I, I'm, I'm going on record. Reels is shitty. It's a, it's the worst user interface I've ever interacted with. It is, it is well under featured to compare to TikTok. Um, like literally it's almost impossible. It's not impossible to do right. I've made reels in the, in the app, but most, most often I'll just shoot vertical video on my own and upload it to Instagram and TikTok. I rarely shoot an app on either one of those platforms. Um, but, but the mm-hmm. amount of, of stuff you can't do in a reel versus what you can do in TikTok is, is, ridiculous and it's just like stop forcing these things on us before they're ready that's my whole thing same with facebook Mm -hmm. trying to force you know facebook down kenyan's throats and you ain't got people that even understand the language like the reels ain't ready reels ain't ready it's a shitty product it it sucks like big time i hate reels so bad and it's just like (laughs) i do i I just hate it so bad so it's like stop trying like get it right first you know you testing all everything is all beta and i'm rolling it out to some people and not some people i I uploaded a, 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 a a tiktok on instagram today and i got that notification that said all video will be uploaded as reels and it finally uploaded yep. my video because yep. i didn't even have because instagram switched to 90 second reels like a year ago and they were rolling it out to you know on a on a rollout base i still didn't even have 90 second real access to this day because i tried to do one like three mm-hmm. days ago and i was like i still don't have the option to choose 90 seconds and but now that they're forcing us to do reels now you took my whole video which was over a minute and uploaded it with no problem so i'm just like what are you even doing right now instagram like what are you even doing <laughs> they're killing me yeah 
I uploaded a video or tried to upload a video to Instagram and they said, Oh, all of them are upgraded to reels. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. And it shouldn't take. And it's like, you know, the idea that you are just going to patently refuse to listen to your user base. Because again, 285,000 285, people on change, you know, Kardashians, Tegans, I'm like, you're not listening to your user base. And, and those people that, that have mm. built their, their living on this platform are going to go somewhere else. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're manipulating these algorithms and putting that recommended stuff in the, in the, in the feeds and, and their stuff is not getting shown and their user engagement numbers are dropping 40, 50, 60, 70%, they're going to go somewhere else. And, and that's where you're going to lose. And it's just like, and then, and then it'll be, well, we heard you. Now we're going back. And, and it might be too late at that point. And it's just like, y'all doing, y'all doing the most right now. Y'all doing too much. Too much. Too, too yeah, much. Like I, said, no, I probably wasn't their target demographic, but like I said, I had two relatively large, uh, you know, communities, you know, brands that I had built up on there. But and that I, is their target one. demographic. Yeah, I sold one. And the other one is, you know, I can't really sell it because it's still me. Mm-hmm. But I just man, I'm, not, I'm not jumping through all these hopes. So I literally post every like whenever uh, May 4th comes up, I'll post a may the 4th be with you. Right. Me. <laughs> that, that 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 is I've done that every year. There might be one or two. I think I might get back into Instagram. What do you guys think? I don't know. Right. 50, 60, 70 folks that I haven't talked to in a year will say, hey, you really should. And then they don't hear from me for another year. But multiply you by like the thousands of people that feel that same way, because I believe there are a lot of people out there and you're and those accounts you know they weren't millions of followers but they were enough and and i feel like a lot of people like you are are feeling the same way and be like well i mean i am i'm not getting no value from this platform anymore because it i never know what's going to happen next so let me just go on over here to tiktok where i can still build a following quickly and easily and and my engagement is where it needs to be and everything else and and and, and do it there and it's just like instagram is is really cutting off their nose despite their face right now they really really are you know if really people really want to make change you know all the videos what people can do in protest <laughs> is every single video you see on instagram has a tiktok <laughs> logo on it <laughs> then <laughs> Maybe Instagram be like, hey, like, wait a minute, we're, we're doing, doing something, something wrong. Like, come on, <laughs> there's a wrong. there's a TikTok too of um, I didn't link it in the, in our show notes, but a guy spoofing Adam Masseri in his little update, and it's hilarious, and it is so spot mm-hmm. on and so accurate. And to your point, Rob, he's like, we're just here to take your money. We don't care what you say. <laughs> we don't give a f. Right. Like, you can complain all you want, you know, but let me know what you mm-hmm. think in the comments because that's what he always does, and it's like. But you're not mm-hmm. listening. You say that and you, you you sound very sincere, but you're not actually listening to your user base. And and I just, you know, I'm like, Instagram, man, don't make me have to pull up. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Don't make um, me have to pull up. Like I said, you, you have upset the Kardashians. So, <laughs> you, you know, the, the world is not right uh, if, from a social media. Like we make fun of the Kardashians. But from a social media standpoint, they have turned themselves into every single one of them is a multi hundred millionaire. One of them is a billionaire. And this is all self-made. It's not it's not like they had, you know, clearly their dad had something. 
I was going to say, well, you know, they, they, they you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't start, they didn't start, you know, well, where we're starting from. from. Scratch. Yeah. You said you know, they start from scratch. They didn't have but, to start from but, scratch. But, you know, they weren't already billionaires and have just made more on, on top of their billions. They, they was millionaires that, you know, have turned social media into billion dollar industries. And so th- when they're telling you like, Hey, this, this ain't working. Well, what what had to happen? Adam Masseri had to come put a video. I was like, oh, we have upset Kim. Um, let, let me get in front of this right fast. It is. It's so crazy. I just I really would. I, I just want them to stop this whole chasing TikTok thing that they got going on right now, because it's it's just not working. You know, again, you have an inferior product in reels. Um, you you're changing the way we engage with it and use it and the rules around it every single day. You're changing the way that people see stuff in the like it's just I mean they're just throwing a bunch of shit against the wall to see what sticks and and you can't run a business that way when when people rely on it for their livings. People try people out here trying to earn livings and 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 one day they wake up and their engagement is half of what it was the day before. Like you can't do that to people. You just can't do that to people. Mm-hmm. You know what? We're going to have to do a show on what is what is that platform that Isaac Hayes the third fan started? base fan base we mm-hmm. we we're gonna have to talk about that I'm gonna reach out to him we're gonna, we gonna talk, get talk him we're gonna get him on the show Isaac if you um, listen holla at your girl we need you on the show matter of fact I'm gonna send him a DM right now <laughs> we, we we need to talk about it because there there are some other platforms and one of the things that I was going to start thinking is that yeah this is an issue for the people I want to do the the quotes the creators the folks who are ultimately trying to become popular off of this and who are also trying to make money off of this this is a problem for them but it's also a problem for the regular folks who are just using the platform I remember when I first started using Instagram it was a way to share pictures with my friends and family that's what it was. That was it. I have not used it for that in years, you know, in years. And you're starting to see now all of these, uh, you know, these third party platforms, uh, for social media that are kicking up these membership communities. I mean, we have one. We have, we have our own discord server, uh, you know, for the tech job. Um, you know, you're starting to see stuff like this startup. There, there was an application back in the day. It was called Path. It was a beautiful application. It was a, uh, you know, it was just pretty. It worked well, but it was building a, you know, you basically were building a social network of a hundred people. Like I think it maxed out at a hundred. They might have moved the number up because people are saying a hundred wasn't enough. But when it first started, it was a hundred people that you could put into your community. It was just, it was meant for relatively small communities. And if I, I wish that there was apps like that now, or, you know, and like I said, maybe a discord could be like that, you know, circle dot But these things generally are, uh, you know, like if they're the private memberships, you know, there's like a, you know, you've got to pay to be in them. Um, or they're just another application that you've got to figure out. But it's like, you know, I, I liked it when I could just have a group of 50, 60, 70 folks that I talk to regularly that I can, you know, feel safe in putting pictures of the kids up and know that they're not going to hit the open internet. Um, um, and you know, I, I thought at one point Instagram was that, and it just became something different. So Instagram is I, on I, some other. Yeah, other I, I'm nonsense. all for them I'm, trying I'm so to figure it out. But uh, like I said, I'm no longer really an Instagram user. I have the accounts, but it's very rare. Somebody has to tell me, "Hey, go go look at this on Instagram." That's what actually makes me go look at Instagram. So, guys, we are at the end of the show. 
And as we always do at the end of our show, we have uh, a spotlight. I shouldn't say always. We usually have a spotlight. And we've got one this week. And this one's kind of a sad spotlight. Um, so for those who have not heard the news yesterday, um, Nichelle Nichols, uh, Lieutenant Uhuru, uh, Uhura on Star Trek passed away. She was 80, I believe, 89 years old. Um, so she is going to be our spotlight for a couple of reasons. Um, she was a major character on, I don't even think if, if it's arguably to say the, the most iconic, uh, sci-fi TV show of all time. I don't think you're going to put anything in front of Star Trek. Um, and all of its iterations basically in front of that franchise. And she was, you know, there's a lot of, she was the first to do this. She was the first to do that, uh, you know, in her bio. And then like, you know, I, you know, I didn't even know this. She worked with NASA for, you know, for, for years and years, well over a decade and almost pushing yep. two. Yeah. Um, so let me go ahead and read, uh, this little bit of a bio on Nichelle Nichols. So Nichelle Nichols was an African American actress, singer, dancer, and writer best known for her portrayal of Nyota Uhura in Star Trek, the original series and its film sequels. So born Grace Dale Nichols in 1932, Ms. Nichols was the third, was the third of six children born of Samuel Earl Nichols, a factory worker who eventually became mayor and magistrate of Robbins, Illinois. And Leisha Parks Nichols, a homemaker, raised in Woodland in the Woodland neighborhood of Chicago. Nichols graduated from Inglewood High School in 1951. Michelle's first loves were singing and dancing. She was discovered in her mid-teens by Duke Ellington and toured with both the Ellington um, groups and Lionel Hampton as a lead singer and dancer. Her first big acting um, break came in the appearance of Kickstand Company, Oscar Brown's highly touted but ill-fated 1961 musical. Michelle Nichols is best known for a groundbreaking portrayal of Lieutenant Nyota Uhura on Star Trek, the original series. Preparing in 1966, Nichols became the first black woman to be featured in a major role in a network television series. Her prominent supporting role as bridge officer was unprecedented. Although Star Trek TOS only aired from 1966 to 69, Nichols went on to star in six um, original series movies and provided the voice of Uhura in Star Trek the animated series until her passing away yesterday. I'm at the age of 89. She was one of only f- four remaining um, original series cast members. Um, and, and, and as I said earlier, this was the most iconic sci-fi show of all time. Ms. Nichols was the first African-American to be placed, or I should say who placed her handprints in front of the famous Chinese theater in Los Angeles. Now, she has more awards uh, that you can throw a stick at. But like I said, she's got a lot of firsts. She was the first black person to actually put her hands in the cement in front of that theater. You know, that that is a thing now in getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Well, she was the mm-hmm. first to do that in front of the theater. So that, that was, you know, I thought that was pretty cool. One, one of the things I didn't know. Um, she also worked with NASA along with her organization, Women in Motion, to recruit minority and female personnel in the space agency. So Sally Ride came through Nichelle Nichols. Um, you know, Gian Luford came through Nichelle Nichols, Judith Resnick, Ronald McNair. Uh, my daughter actually had a Ronald McNair scholarship. Um, when she was in school, um, I didn't know this. Nichelle Nichols was, you know, somewhat responsible for getting him into NASA. Um, so, and, and the list is long. I mean, there are, there are others. We, we had, you know, um, a few shows back where we talked about, uh, you know, one of our spotlight suit was one of the first, uh, you know, African American, uh, astronauts, one of the first black, uh, astronauts, uh, female astronauts who this was her idol. Major. Um, so like I said, she, she's done so much. 
Uh, let's see. What else uh, do I want to say here? So, like I said, she was at NASA. She also was on the Board of Governors for the National Space Institute. So even though she is an actress, a dancer, a singer, a writer, she really was into the, you know, into, into science, not just sci-fi, but into actual science and, you know, and helping NASA recruit and get people there and being on the Board of Governors there. So y'all, what I want to ask is that, did you know that she actually wanted to jump off of uh star trek she actually wanted to get out but did y'all know that she actually was so far into quitting star trek uh after uh you know after the first season that she actually you know handed in her resignation to gene roddenberry and it wasn't until she actually was at a NAACP um, banquet and someone said that we have a fan who wants to come up and talk to you. So she said, you know, I'm paraphrasing now, but she basically said, oh, yeah, you know, I have no problem meeting, you know, somebody who she thought was a Trekkie. And the Trekkie that she thought uh, was coming up to her, she didn't realize who it was. It was actually Dr. Martin Luther King. He told I've her heard that, that, story. She, mm-hmm. that he was her biggest fan it, you know and that star trek was the only show that he and coretta allowed their children to stay up to watch and she started to tell him that you know well i'm going to be leaving uh star trek and before she could even tell him why he basically like no 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 you, hmm. you, you can't do that and i'm going to read this because you know they have it quoted here you cannot you cannot for the first time on television we will be seen as we should be seen um every day as intelligent quality beautiful people who can sing dance and go to space who are professors lawyers if you leave that door can be closed because your role and this is what's really important and how groundbreaking this role was in star trek her role was not a black role it wasn't a female role it was just a role that a black yep. woman happened to actually uh you know you know be in so his his stance was that your role because it is you know because it's not a black role that it can be anybody could replace you they could replace you with you know a white man you know a white woman they could replace you with an alien because it doesn't matter because your role is you it's not you know um you know who you are and that actually changed her mind so she went back to gene roddenberry and said, you know what? I think I want to be on the show. He already knew she was coming back because uh, the story goes that he had already torn up her resignation. He was going to you know, try to figure out what he could do to keep her on it. I'm glad that she talked to Dr. King because, um, you know, Star Trek, you know, I, you know, I've said it on the show. I don't like to call myself a Trekkie. I am because I can name shows by their titles. I, I actually have watched every single episode of every single uh, version and iteration of Star Trek from the beginning to the last one uh, that just came out, you know, a few so months ago. Why wouldn't you call yourself a Trekkie? Because I just don't like to say I, I have a cousin who is one. She actually dresses up, puts makeup on, looks like a, you know, like a uh, like a trail. I mean, she she she's into it. I'm not like that. I'm not dressing up. You're a Trekkie. But, mm-hmm. but no, no, no. Let me just say this. I actually have a uh, signed and autograph uh, picture. It wasn't just her. It was her and George Takai, picture of the two of them. And I got mm-hmm. both of them to sign it. So I, I am that into Trek that I actually was able to go to a convention when I happened to be somewhere near where I was and actually get them to sign it. So I, I, I'm not saying like I know her as a person. I know her like anybody of the other thousands of people who have gone up to her and asked for, uh, you know, you know, for, uh, for autographs. But, uh, and if but, we could ever get my, 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 former mentor Leland Melvin on the show. Leland, if you're listening to this, I'm going to start stalking you again because you're supposed to be on this show. He's worked with her extensively um, mm-hmm. in her in her time at NASA. He's tons of pictures with her. You know, he he loved her. I don't I don't know if if he would 
I can't say whether he would credit her with him becoming an astronaut, but I know, you know, once she kind of moved into that role, they, they've worked. And once he was finished with his missions, um, they've, they've interacted extensively. So I would love to, when he finally comes on the show, um, get his, you know, stories and, and memories of her, um, during that time. So r- representation matters. Dr. King knew hey. that. Um, you know, Gene Roddenberry knew that, you know, you got, you know, a lot of people don't know about that dude, but he's, he's a visionary with the stuff, you know, just the stuff people know that thought up everybody, everybody knows representation matters, but they want to pretend like, Oh, well, it really doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. And they know it matters because when they see themselves, they envision a world that they are used to. And for them to pretend like, Oh, well, the way I grew up, my background, my stories, uh, is something that is you, is not unique. You're fooling yourself because everybody has a unique story to tell. They have a unique way they grew up and they want to see that represented across music, across television, That's across right. everything. That's right. Simple as that. That's right. Yeah. Simple as that. So, like I said, it's, it, it's, it's sad. You know, many of the spotlights that we've done have been of, you know, our heroes that have, that have passed away. This is no different than that, other than the fact that she passed away yesterday. Um, and, and that kind of sparked it. Um, shame on me for not thinking as much as I'm into Star Trek to not know that, like, I, I knew that there was some relationship with her and NASA. I didn't know that she was there for like 17 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was, mm-hmm. she worked with them for 17 years. I think as late as 2015, um, she actually was doing some stuff with, uh, with, with NASA. So that in twenty that was what seven years ago. So I mean, she she was well into her eighties. Uh, you know, eighty two, still doing stuff. Where I think she actually flew on uh, like a high altitude, uh, you know, flight that does like you know atmospheric type research and stuff like right. that. And, and they, they they got her on it because you know that was going to be the closest that she actually could get to space. Um, you know, someone that we watched on television, like I said, you know, this show came on from, uh, you know, from 66 to 69. I, you know, we weren't around yet, but we all know who she is. We've all seen her. You know, she, she is instantaneously recognizable. Even if you don't know what her actual name is, you know, isn't, isn't she like the one who used to wear the red mini on Star Trek all the time? Yes, that is her. Um, one of the first black folks. And like I said, I didn't put this in here, but her reason for, uh, wanting to leave the show is that the race hate she was getting was Oh, I can ridiculous. imagine. I can um, imagine. You know, back in the yeah. 60s, because he, here's why this role and, was so... And she, like, and she kissed Captain Kirk. Oh, like, come man, on. Man, that, that, that was like in 68. <laughs> come on, and man. So, so I'll tell two stories. So the, the first one about why she wanted to leave. So she isn't just a black woman in a te- in a network television show. She was a main character um, who was a black woman in a television show and she didn't have like a, she wasn't a maid. She wasn't a nanny. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. She actually was a lieutenant. A, you know, she, she, she wore the red uniform because she told white dudes what to do. Right. And there are multiple episodes where she is doing that. Um, and they hated her for it. Um, you know, you know, she, she was getting number one, she's black. Number two, she's a, you know, she's a woman. So she's getting it, you know, from the misogyny and from the racism. So that's what made her want to leave until she talked to Dr. King and, you know, he kind of changed her thinking on it. And like I said, she, she, she's an icon. I mean, we, we all know her for this. So, um, like I said, I am, a, I'm a huge, uh, Nichelle Nichols fan. Um, and, uh, like I said, I'm sad to hear that she has passed away, but I'm glad that we actually got to do, uh, you know, a, uh, a spotlight for her. And she is the first time for anybody who's actually 
you watching this or should say listening to this and you don't get to see it. She is the first spotlight where we we're actually able to show the people who are watching her picture while we we're actually talking about her. It took us 47, 46 <laughs> episodes before we could actually figure that out. So once again, Michelle Nichols, rest, rest in, in peace. peace, Lieutenant Uhura. Um, right. So that brings us to the end of our show um and we did not have any new patrons uh this week uh but i did get some feedback so we actually i can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago where we were talking about tech and stephanie of chance i can't even much remember which one of y'all threw this out and it's like and don't forget the voltec i think it might have been you terrence about you know don't forget about the voltec or I, one of y'all did it it wasn't me oh yeah right, and right, we right. just started to talk about uh you know people who drive things who fly things who fix things, who build things, those type of jobs. We actually got a couple shout outs. Um, we have a fair amount of truck drivers who listen to this show. Nice. And it's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's like everybody can't, you know, uh, you know, do the tech. Some of it has to actually get the tech from point A to point B. And I, I, I wanted to actually, that's, that's actually a really good, uh, a, a really good response to our show. They enjoyed that we actually called that out. So I wanted to let it, it wasn't just one person. They sent me DM. So I'm not saying the name. Um, but, uh, you know, two folks actually let us know they listened to the show. They're both truck drivers. Um, and they just, they, they felt kind of, it felt some kind of way when we said, you know, you know, that there's more things than just tech. You you can actually go do some other stuff Listen, and, tr you know, truck driving and logistics. People. Exactly. So I wanted to just give, like I said, a couple of anonymous truck drivers, uh, a little bit of shine uh, on this episode of the tech, John. And with that tech life staff, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks how they can get to you? You can follow me all around the web at tech life staff. And you can find me on the internet at brother tech. And I am on all things at Rob Dunwood. And we are also on all things at the tech, John. That is the tech, J-A-W-N. So until we talk to you again in a week's time, peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 